Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Book Nook, our cozy little corner to talk about all things book-related. My name is Abby. And my name is Sarah, and we are going to be your hosts. Um, so today, we are going to talk about a couple different things. We're going to talk about some of our future episode plans. We're going to talk about reading slumps, and we're also going to talk about some of our book preferences. Yes. Um... Because you'd be surprised how much you can find out about a person yeah. when you learn about what they like to read. Yeah, no, Abby and I <laughs> found out we were very much opposites <laughs> with some of these things. Um, but first off, let's talk about future plans. Um, we're planning on doing a series about um, book-to-movie-slash-TV show adaptations. Um, we'll probably do, like, three or four episodes mm-hmm. of that, and probably not all at once, but... We're going to do, like, a classics episode with um, Pride and Prejudice and Little Women and The Great Gatsby, and then we're going to do the Hunger Games series, and then we'll probably do the first Divergent book. Um, <laughs> we've already decided that we don't want to read the whole series. Um, Abby, are, Abby I did. I have read it. Yeah, Abby did. I know how it ends, um, but I didn't read it. Um, my first heartbreak. My first book heartbreak, for real. Did not expect that ending. Yeah, and then we might do The Maze Runner, undecided as of right now. Um, and then I'll probably also talk about all of the bad adaptations that were like solo movies or whatever, because they did so poorly um, <laughs> at some point. I have some heavy opinions. Um... And we will also finish all the light we cannot see. This will happen eventually. Um, We are planning to do this. We're getting it out there because the more we say it, the more likely we are to do it. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. Life life has been kind of crazy. Yeah, no. Um, What life? I don't even have one anymore. It's just school. You did when you went home, but I mean, this is how we're going to segue. Well, we're not getting there yet, but... Um, part of the reason we haven't finished All the Light We Cannot See is because we've both been in a major reading slump, um, which is partly caused by college right now. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, and then if you want to talk about... Right. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be going to my hometown um, of Houston. And we're going to Team Book Con during spring break. So obviously this episode is going to take a while to come out but basically team book con they have a bunch of ya authors come and give keynote presentations or panel discussions where you can answer they can answer some of your questions you can get a lot of your books signed which is exciting and there's some authors that we were actually really excited to see oh yeah um there's one really popular one or i think she's really popular she wrote shatter me she's going to be one of the keynote speakers and forgive me if i butcher her name but to hear moffy um, and I'm really excited for that. And I think Abby's sister is also really excited. She is really excited. And this is like such a full circle moment for me because when I went to Teen Book Call in my first time, my first and only time in high school, I think I was in ninth grade, she was also there. And so I have my Shatter Me book signed by her. And it's kind of crazy to think I'm going to be seeing her again. Yeah. And then we're also interested in a couple of the other authors that aren't as big. Um, and then we are planning on reading, I got a duplicate fairy loot book one month, and that author is going to be there, and mm-hmm. so we're excited for that. Um, yeah. Gabby Burton, I believe. Yes. And her yeah. book is Sing Me to Sleep, yes. I believe. I believe you're it's right. A, it's like a, something, about, I know it's Siren. I, I believe it's Sing Me to Sleep. Because yeah. there, there are two that I get confused, and one is Lies We Sing to the Sea or mm-hmm. something, and the other one is Sing Me to Sleep. And I get those confused, because they came out like at the same time, and they have very similar vibes. There's also a lot of new authors that, like, I feel like I've seen the books mm-hmm. in passing, but I haven't, like, sat down looked at them. Mm-hmm. We might do a little vlog and add that in at some points. Oh, yeah, no, take like record a little bit and maybe we can get that edited in yeah um oh yeah that's exciting and then do you want to talk about the little cursed tidbit that we right so i just want to <laughs> preface this by saying we actually filmed this episode yesterday but this episode was super that episode was cursed and it actually ended up not recording like we talked for 45 minutes and it's not record there were lots of issues like my mic was muted the whole time and i couldn't figure out why and i accidentally hit the play button instead of the record button and um, then the gopro didn't have an sd card yeah so we, and then 
honestly, I blame it on the fact that I brought up in my swamp. And that's the reason this episode's cursed. <laughs> so if you don't know, I feel like everyone knows. Anybody that's like on book talk knows. Yeah. It's basically, I think her name is like GM Ferry or something, something like that. Something like that. And she wrote this like, I, I guess it is kind of like a fan fiction type thing. I mean, it kind of has to it, be. Yeah. Like it's based on. And it's a trilogy. Which is crazy. I mean, only two books are about, like, Shrek and... Well, his name's not Shrek, but, like... Yeah. Shrek and Fiona. Yeah. And then the other one's about, like, the wizard, which I don't know where the wizard is in, like... Maybe... I don't know. I feel like there is Merlin in Shrek, but, okay, we're gonna get... I'm not getting into that. I don't know. We'll worry about but that But I was later. joking about how I've been in a really bad reading slump. Like, neither of us read anything, basically, the entire winter break. I maybe read, like, 50 pages of a book. Yeah, that's about where I was at. I, like, planned on finishing this book that I was reading for, like, I've been reading it for the past, like, six months. Um, I'm almost done. I'm getting there. But I, like, just am coming out of my reading slump. I started reading this last week. And I was saying that maybe, like, I think I need to just dedicate myself to, like, a something that has, like, very little substance. Mm-hmm. That is just, like, a fun read. It's not serious. I don't have to, like, think about it that hard. So maybe I'll read, like, a really fluffy romance or get in my swamp. Which, guys, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about it. And, I mean, it's definitely not good. It's not great. It seems, like, very funny. Almost like she knows, like, the author understands that, like, this is kind of, like, satire in a way. Like, this yeah, is not like it's not supposed serious. to be serious. Yeah. Um. And maybe, just maybe, we'll do an episode <laughs> on that if we read it. And we'll just have an entire episode dedicated to the monstrosity. With a lot of bleeps. Oh, yeah. And well, the doinking. The doinking. We'll, we'll come up with words for every, like, yeah. one. You know, got to keep it as P. No, this is not going to be PG. I mean, that episode is going to be explicit. But Yeah. No, we'll give a warning beforehand. Yeah, um, about, there's a lot of triggers in that book, too, I'd say. Really? I have no clue. Well, there is, like mentions of sexual assault oh oh because of the yeah anyway <laughs> moving on before we yeah segue into that again yeah but honestly i don't know what what's your book slump been caused by like if you had to target something i mean i was reading a bit over the summer before like college started back up but once school starts i like just lose them like over the summer, I have, like, a ton of time, so I can mm-hmm. do, like, all of the things that I want. But, like, once college starts, I'm – I feel like I'm bogged down. And then it's not like reading is a chore, per se. Like, I know you kind of mm-hmm. mentioned this, too, when we were filming yesterday. Um, but it's, like, I my mind just needs a break to be, like, numb and mm-hmm. not do anything that requires me to think a whole lot. Doom scrolling. Yeah. Um, that or, like, just listening to music and laying there mm-hmm. or, like – putting on a random show and just like sitting speaking uh, of random shows my comfort show's gone oh yeah it's abby back. abby has beef with netflix now i do so now i can't even be numb mm-hmm. they took total drama gone it's gone other yeah. than the first two seasons i mean that happened to me because okay the show that i've been binge watching on amazon prime the originals mm-hmm. um was on netflix it was it was and i started watching it when it was on netflix um and then they took it off and only had the last season on there. And I was like, what's the point? Just take the whole thing off. Yeah, like, I don't... why are you leaving one season? That is... Maybe it was for the people that were, like, on the last season. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. know. But I was frustrated, and I didn't get to, like, finish watching it. And now I'm on, like, the end of the second season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but that's yeah off topic. Um But, no, yeah, that's what kind of puts me in a reading slump. And so all of just last semester, I didn't hardly read. I think maybe while school was going, I read maybe 50 pages um, of something that I wanted to read, not like a textbook or anything. (laughs) Um, And then over break, I read maybe like 50 pages of that one book that I spent like six months on. And I told myself I was going to make it through Iron Flame over break. I made it two pages in. I'm still two pages in. Um... (laughs) anyway i think for me it's like i over the summer i read five books but when i say it like that it's like oh she spaced it out no so i worked the entire summer and it felt like i was working 24 7 almost because mm-hmm. i was a supervisor and it just like felt like at the end of the day i was so tired because i was like organizing schedules i had to call people whenever they didn't show up to work like 
communicate with my boss, like all these angry residents, like residents, residents. And it was just like, I was so dead at the end of the day. Like all I wanted to do was lay there. Cause I was also the sun for like 12 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I went on vacation for one week, I read five books in that one week span. And it's just, I feel like that's what happens with me a lot out and in. And I think over winter break, I had like a really rough fall semester. I'd say I had a really rough, hard time in OCHEM 2, especially near the end, on top of physics 2 at the same time. And I was also in an art class that was taking up a lot of my time. And it was just... Yeah, no, I was there for those art nights when Abby was up till, like, midnight at the kitchen table shaving her little stamp pieces. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, I, I felt like at the end of the day, it was, like, I had nothing left to give of myself to read. And it did start feeling like a chore, and I didn't want my reading to feel like a chore. Yeah. I also feel like what kind of also caused my reading slump is that... I feel, like, pressured to get through my TBR, so I have a big physical TBR, which I, like, I'm trying to be on a book-buying ban. Um, It doesn't always work, Um, but I, like, get really excited about something, and I'll buy the book, and then I look at my TBR, and I'm like, that mountain, I can't (laughs) climb it. (laughs) Um, so I just get stressed out by that, and I feel like, well, I'll let it sit there. I'll do it later kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will dig myself out of this hole. Yeah, I have a lot smaller of a physical TBR. I think I have around 30 books. If I, uh, 30 yeah, books, I mean, that shelf take. in your room. Yeah, of books I haven't read. And I am, and I feel like I've been pretty good about my book buying ban the past while. I do have exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have a book that... I find, I, like, a used bookstore that I've been waiting forever. I will buy it. And gifts. Like, if someone gifts me, or if I have the first book of a series already and I need to get the rest to finish it, mm-hmm. I'll buy it. But I'm not trying to read books. Like, buy new books as they come out. Unless, no, there is no unless because I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah, no, every time we go to Gardner's, plugging it again, we love Gardner's, <laughs> the used bookstore um, on Mingo. Um but uh, we go in there. I'm always the one that, like, really wants to go, and then Abby's always the one that walks out with four books. But, I mean, to be yeah. fair, like, I go there looking for, like, I, I don't want to say specific, but, like, I have, like, something in mind when I go there, and Abby doesn't have anything in mind. Mm-hmm. And so her, like, eyes are just like, oh, that looks good, or that's something on, like, my reading list. Like, she doesn't just get, like, fun books. She gets, like, stuff for her, like, med school reading list or whatever. Yeah, shout out. They, I got a whole Kaplan book set, and if you are a pre-med, you know that it's, like, 200-some dollars. They're 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So they do have a pretty good med school resource section. So if you are tight on money, I get it. Go there. Yeah. Recommend. Um, buying used books is always a good thing and they usually are very like nice like they're not like obviously they have some wear and tear but like yeah i mean some of them they have like older they have some books that are quite like a bit older um but then they have a lot of new stuff too um and i even last time we were there i got so excited um somebody donated owl crate special editions and yeah no and i was like that's so cool none of them were ones that i were interested in but um, I, I was just like, I've never seen those at a used bookstore, but they were also like priced like reasonably for special editions. Mm-hmm. They weren't like cheap or anything, but. And they also have a great comic book section. So if you're into that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, I feel like it's like a whole half of the store almost. Yeah. I mean that front the section. Front section. Mm-hmm. I will say their romance section does lack a little bit, but I think that's because. It's giving grandma romance section. Yeah. Which, you know there's a market for that i feel like it's hard maybe to keep those books in it in. I, f- I feel like it is because if you go to the back or like the wall um they have a para- paranormal romance section mm-hmm. which it seems more like newer stuff um but still not stuff that i'm super familiar with but i think that i did see like 50 shades of gray back there too so also yeah like why was aragon in the children's section that is a fantastic question, but I do feel like, if anything, it's more YA. But It, it is YA, yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Um, I just think it's so long, but that's yeah, besides the point. I don't know. Um, but... Well, I'm hoping to get back into it. I feel like this week, for me, has been just, like, 
the worst. So hopefully going forward, now that I'm getting off the test grind, I'll be able to read my little fluffy book. I'm sure there's one on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Not the one that we were looking at last night. Abby and I are, like, enjoying watching these videos of people reviewing books that we'll probably never read, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, really funny because some of these are just really unhinged. Um, But Abby picked up this thriller that was on her shelf, and she, like, vaguely knew the plot, but we were, like, skimming through it to, like, unravel this mystery because we weren't about to read the whole thing in one (laughs) sitting. Um, Because I've read half, I read, I did read half of it. Yeah, and it was, it was so crazy. We were just sitting there going, oh my gosh, and that's so sad the whole time, and it was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. Um, I do think these YouTube videos will help me get out of my slump, mm -hmm. because, like, if I... I feel like they have so much fun reading and, like, discussing it that I feel like hopefully what they do is, like, translates to, like, what we do. I know. I hope that carries over because I do feel like what they do is, like, really fun, and I want to do that here, too, because... All I'm saying, we can make one of those boards for the Hunger Games That'd be so funny. I just, like, prop it up right here. Oh, my goodness. And then we have the, like, little cover-up sticky notes with question marks and rip them off when... (laughs) Red flag number one. It's just all of Gail's red flags. (laughs) But, no, yeah, I, I'm coming out of my reading slump. I think one of the things that's gotten me out of it is, like, two weeks ago, um, we started going to the gym on the weekend because mm-hmm. Abby's trying to get in her cardio, and so I was like, well, I might as well try to. So I was pedaling on the little stationary bike and reading for, like, what was, I don't know if it was 40 minutes or 30 minutes. Something and then, like then I went and walked on the treadmill for 30 minutes and read, and that's what we did yesterday, too. And so I'm getting some time in there, and then House of Flame and Shadow released on January 30th, and I went and bought it immediately. <laughs> um, I won't go into the fact that I now have two copies, because I pre-ordered one thinking I wouldn't be able to get an exclusive edition, and now I have two. Um, anyway, um, I started reading that the day, well, she pre-released the prologue and the first chapter, and I read that right away, and then I started reading the day I got it, um, but I'm about 150 pages in now, eh. I have some beef she, with some of does. the, from some of the stuff, I still like it, but I mean, I have some beef, um, but that's for another time. <laughs> Wouldn't want to spoil it being so, like, so, so early new. in the release. Yeah. yeah, and keep in mind, like, we, you know, I try not to compare, like, what we do to, like, what book, like, people that get paid to be book influencers, because, like, that's their job. They have time to read. Mm-hmm. They, like, get sent books. They, you know, and, like, for us, it's, like, I'm in 16 hours or something like that. I think Sarah's also in around 16 hours. I just have no time. Do you want to get into our preferences now? Yes, we can. Yes, we can get into our preferences. I have a list of questions, and we can go over what we do and don't like, um, and just, like, what we prefer out of the options. But, so, my first question on my list is, do you prefer standalones, duologies, trilogies, or more extensive series? Okay. So, I say, trilo- I feel like we discuss this, but trilogies are like your sweet spot Mm -hmm. I feel like it's your perfect little you know in elementary they draw the little storytelling arc thing where you have like your exposition your building climax falling action resolution and I feel like a trilogy is like the perfect encompassment of that for fantasy or like dystopian or science fiction however I prefer standalones for like romance and fiction because it's not like there's world building. Mm-hmm. The world is the world we live in. So it's yeah. not like they have to spend most of that entire first book getting us used to, like, this another world. And I will say, I don't typically reach for series that are, like, five-plus books. Because that's, like, a commitment commitment. Yeah. And that's a lot more money, too, if you think about it. Because, yeah. like, that, what, nowadays it's, like... $14 for a paperback half the time. That's if you're lucky. Don't, I'm I'm a little salty about this um, in some cases because, like, I remember when paperbacks used to be, like, $9.99 or, like, um, I was looking at some of my older books. So, like, um, my OG um, 
Akatar covers. I was looking at the back because you know how they used to just have the price like right mm-hmm. on the back, and it was like twelve ninety nine. And if you try to get like one of the paperbacks now, it's like eighteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And they definitely like upcharge because they're marketing it in a different like uh, age range now. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't make sense to me. Why are young adult books cheaper than adult books? Like especially like if the page length isn't longer like I get if it's like 300 pages versus like 600 or 800 pages or something um but I don't understand why the price is so different and I mean somebody can enlighten me if they know the answer I haven't ever actually looked um but it just bothers me the fact that the like throne of glass series really long series how many books um, it's eight books total. So that's probably going to rank you around at least over, like, around $100 with tax. Well, I, so, I bought my set off of Amazon. It was the hardcover, the OG hardcovers. I will, um, hang on to those, because why are people trying to resell them for $400 now? Because you, they're out of print. Um, okay. But I, I don't get Controversial, it. Controversial. Yeah. I, I don't really like either of the covers. Oop. But, hey, I don't there's blame this you. really cool... Instagram account that sells sleeve covers for the Throne of Glass series, and they are beautiful. Are you talking about Nerdy Ink? Yes. I just ordered them. They're so Because they're, they're liquidating their inventory yeah. because, okay, I'm sure they have a lot of reasons, but those um, dust jackets, um, are you talking about, like, the white edges? Are mm-hmm. you ta- yeah, I just ordered those because they're $15 now, and I didn't want to buy them in- initially because I was, like, I mean, I get that they're, like, a small business, yeah. and this is really cool, but I just couldn't justify spending, like, 40 bucks on paper mm-hmm. um, as I'm over here, like, hoarding books. Um, <laughs> but um, since they were on sale, and I have the OG, like, card mm-hmm. covers, then I know they'll fit. Because they have, like, a warning on their page that, like, hey, if you have these, you're agreeing that you, like, have copies of the books that these will fit. Because right now, there are no hardcovers of Throne of, Gl- Throne of Glass in the market. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of weird. Yeah. It kind of bothers and it me. Make, it would make them more money. It's hardcovers. It just more. doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I have a feeling what they might be doing is they might be redesigning for hardcovers. So having, like, a different cover for hardcovers and then like versus paperbacks because I know some I've seen some things like that I'm also a hater of the Kotar nude covers I don't like the new ones they feel so bright and the stories feels really dark um I just feel like the vibe doesn't match and I know a lot of people don't like real people on the covers of books Mm -hmm. that's like another preference thing um I don't love pictures of people on my books, but, like, more, like, cartoonish is okay in some instances, and I feel like the Akatar covers are okay, the old ones. Um, I prefer them to the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm salty that my Silver Flames copy doesn't match my other books, but it's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like with people on the covers, I don't mind as long as I don't see their face. That's fair. Um, yeah. Also, I don't like the Canva type beat. I'm sorry, and I'm going to say this. Icebreaker should not look like it <laughs> is could, like a middle schooler could read it. Yeah. It should not. No, I, that's, a, that's a publishing company's fault, honestly. I mean, like, they know what you, they're doing. Yeah, and they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've just... I, I agree that there should be some type of indicator or, like, age warning. And I'm sure on some books there are, because I know, like... Um, on Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Wicked trilogy, like on the insides of the hardcovers that I have on the dust jackets, it has like sixteen plus on one and then eighteen plus on like the last one or whatever. And or maybe it was the other way around. I don't know. But Or even like book like I don't know, like booksellers. Obviously Amazon doesn't have like a physical in person thing, but you know, they can put it in. Like just trigger warnings. Like mm-hmm. on like especially I'm not saying for every single book. But, like, for, like, very popular ones that you know have, like, some very dark themes and you know that a lot of, like, 10-year-olds are reading for some reason because it's popular on Book Talk and it's yeah, a cute cover. Yeah, not Haunting Adeline. Because it's a cute cover. And maybe it would just help parents know what's in the books. Not necessarily the kids because I feel like the kids do know. 
Yeah, I mean, if they're picking it up, I yeah. feel like they obviously know what's in it. And I feel like a lot of parents just don't think that there could be stuff like that in a book that their kid's wanting to read. Especially because they're like, oh, my kid's reading. Especially if it's discrete covers, like you were saying, like Icebreakers mm-hmm. or like, what, The Love Hypothesis or... Or even Twisted Love. It's oh, like yeah, very like chill. The, yeah, like the discrete covers. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate a discrete cover if I'm reading something that like might get me judgment from mm-hmm. other people. Like, I don't want a naked man on my cover, but... Speak for you. <laughs> my grandma would disagree i'm just okay, kidding okay that's funny though um but at the same time i feel like it's very misleading sometimes um and i would rather know what's in a book that i'm reading i don't know uh yeah i agree and i think it's just like because i swear there's some books like i'm gonna say like light lark for example like i have no idea what's in that book i, have I feel like it's everything idea. It's everything. I have a vague idea, and I've seen so many mixed reviews about it. Because it's like, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into, personally. I'm not saying, like, you have to spoil, like, especially if there's, like, big pop, like, hey, like, by the way, there's this in the book. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind. Be aware. Like, I mean, like, I know I've seen books advertised on, like, um, Bookstagram or Book Talk with, like, they have trigger warnings in the front of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, when you open it, it's like, be aware that this is in here like before you start but is that enough i mean i feel like it should be like if the warning is there then the warning is there i mean it's obviously not as like um i just don't know if parents would ever see that because i don't know about you my parents never like what needed to know what the book was about to buy me the book my parents didn't do that either but to be fair like when i picked up books that my parents bought me I also just read the back of the cover, and if it didn't explicitly say, like, what was in it, I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I picked up Akatar when I was in eighth grade, um, and I didn't know what was in the entire series. I'm not going to lie, I really liked the series, um, eh, but I think that if my parents, like, knew what was in some of it, they probably wouldn't have bought it for me. Yeah. But, I mean... And I'm not blaming the authors for that because, no. like, they write their book for the audience that they have in mind, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not, I don't think they're usually in charge of the covers, per se. Unless it's self-published, then usually they are. But that's a different can of worms. Oh, you never said yours. Um. Oh, yeah. I love, okay, I think you, like, you're right. Trilogies are the sweet spot, Um. especially since I, like, prefer reading fantasy and dystopian type like genres um that it makes sense because like you need more like world building for stuff like that so you need more books um I will say um I'm not a big fan of standalones but I really haven't read many standalones that were Mm non-fantasy um I had like one historical uh fiction romance type book that was a standalone and I thought it was really well done um and I like for like situations like that I think standalones are great but like To Kill a Kingdom I don't know if you're familiar with that but it was fairly popular on Book Talk um and it was a standalone and I just thought like there wasn't enough time to like it felt rushed kind Mm -hmm. of um but I I know, like, you were, like, anything more than, like, six books or whatever. I don't know what number you gave. But, like, Throne of Glass is really long. And to be fair, I feel like the first two books feel kind of out of place for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they make sense. But I really like the series. And I can get with a long series as long as I feel like it's well done for the most part. I feel like with your longer series, you can't just follow one character, though. Yeah, well, and that gets us down to, like, our next question, actually. Um, Single POV or multiple POVs? Listen, I, my brain, I, like, I have a hard time keeping track when there's, like, 12 POVs. Because, like, I don't really care. No offense. Like, I don't really care to hear all these people's thoughts. Like, half of these characters are mainly irrelevant for me. Mm -hmm. Especially when you get to that POV that you just don't freaking want to read because they're so annoying. And it's like, I know there's probably stuff in here that's important, but, like, Mm -hmm. I can't get into it. And that kind of turns me off from a book. And I have had a few DNFs from those kind of multiple POV books because I just, I can't get past this one freaking character. Yeah, no, I I prefer multiple POVs. Like, if I had to pick, like, 
whether I only read multiple POVs or single POVs for the rest of my life, I would pick multiple POVs. Mm -hmm. um, just because I like, I feel like it gives more depth to the story most of the time. Um, but also, I just like getting attached to, like, all of the characters. Um, so, like, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say most of the fantasy books I read have multiple POVs, but, like, um, I do have one complaint about it, which has to do with House of Flame and Shadow, but we talked about this earlier, and I'll probably bring it up in a few minutes, but... Um, Throne of Glass has quite a few POVs. Initially, I'm pretty sure it's just the main character in Throne of Glass, and then as the series progresses, um, you start picking up more POVs, and by, like, the final book, I don't know if there's, like, eight or ten different POVs, um, and, I mean, Abby's absolutely right, like, there's always that one person that you're like, oh my gosh, them again, um, but... I'm not gonna lie, when I was reading that series, that was me with Manon, um, and I actually, like, the more I got her POV, the more I liked her. It just took a while, but I feel like it's because I felt like she wasn't very likable to begin with. Um, anyway, by the end of it, I was in love with her, but it's okay. Yeah, I just find that, like, you have to do it well, and I feel like most of the time it is not done well. Yeah, my complaint about House of Flame and Shadow is that it's switching POVs um, a lot. And I mean, like, a lot, a lot. Like, a character's getting, like, maybe two and a half pages before the POV switches. Or, like, I got one whole chapter of non-switching, which I really enjoyed. Um, but there was one chapter that was, like, ten pages long, maybe, and it switched POVs three times. And I was like, I can't keep up with this. I feel like you lose the detail then. Like, mm -hmm. you almost lose the plot. Like, I don't mind, like, two POVs. Like, that's fine. But it's just, like, I don't know. I just prefer, like, I don't want to say simple books, but, like... Yeah. I like to get attached to a character. I don't really care for the rest of them. They're supporting characters for that's the supporting fair. arc. Like, for her arc. Or him, his arc. Yeah. And it, I just... That's just, like, a personal thing. I, I mean, I guess I've read, like, quite a few books with multiple POVs. Like, the Crown of Feathers trilogy started with, like, one POV, but then as the series came to its conclusion, I think there were, like, seven or eight people um, that it followed. And I, I really enjoy it because it gives you perspective from every angle. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I like, you said it's less simple, but it's... Like, you like getting attached to one person, but I like being attached to everybody in the story. And I think I've just gotten used to that. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't even know how many multiple POV books I've read, like, all the way through. I can't think of any on the top of my head right now. I mean... Like, it's different when, like, a, one, like, a few chapters are from somebody else's point of view that brings in a different perspective. Like, that's fine. I'm saying, like, every other chapter is switching. Or, like, I know in some books, like, there's bonus content. So, like, the holiday edition of Fourth Wing, the original book is all Violet's POV, and then the holiday edition had, like, two bonus chapters from Zayden's POV, um, which I think that's cool, too. Like, I might not need the whole series in two perspectives, but to just see what somebody else is thinking mm -hmm. is also kind of cool. That's what the Divergent with four mm -hmm. four i think had like a few like four scenes from different books mm -hmm. from his point of view i did enjoy it i made me cry is that what that book four is about that's just that that's one. just his point okay. of view so i don't mind that like i like that or like midnight sun from twilight oh i i didn't even oh i forgot that's from edward's yeah, point of view i feel like most people do not read that book no i haven't got i like i didn't even pick up a copy when they had them in the bargain section at books a million because I was just, I couldn't finish the series to begin with, so I don't need to read Edward's POV, but it's okay. And you know what I feel like sometimes my problem is with multiple POVs is it brings me out of the, like, main character, like, because sometimes it goes against, like, not saying that you can't have faults in the main character, duh, but, like, it's just, like, kind of, I don't like when the story makes me hate the main character, and I have DNF'd a few books that I have hated the main character because, like, the way mm -hmm. she instant karma yeah no i couldn't even i was like i don't know how this person could be redeemed being so for real uh, i don't know i get what you're saying that's kind of like what i was saying with house of flame and shadow a lot of people are complaining that it makes the spoiler i mean like most people already know this because they even advertise this on like sarah's instagram page but um 
it makes the Akatar characters seem really annoying mm-hmm. because they don't trust Bryce. Um, but, like, it's reasonable because mm-hmm. would you trust somebody that just showed up on your doorstep and, like, is spouting all this nonsense about yeah. another world? But, I mean, fair. But, like, also it is kind of aggravating because I don't want to see my favorite yeah. characters like that. They're my besties. It's not saying that I'm not willing to read multiple POV mm-hmm. books. It just has to be done better or, like, in a specific way. Because I feel like some authors struggle at seeing lenses throughout, like, what, outside of the main character. Mm -hmm. Next question. What are some of your favorite tropes? And I think we should give top three. Or, like, just, like, your favorite three. Not necessarily in a ranked order, but... Mm. Listen, I know everyone's a really big enemies to lovers. I am not, like, that's not my favorite trope, personally. Like, it's fine. It's good. I think it's overused anymore. But Yeah, I think it's overused because it got really popular. (laughs) Um, But that is one of my favorites. But it has to be done well. It can't just be, like, a oh, they don't like each other. Now they all of a sudden do. Yeah, now all of a sudden (laughs) they just can't, like, leave each other's side. No, it has to be, like, really slow burn. Like, I feel like a Kotar did that pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, okay. I like childhood best friends to misunderstanding to, like, not misunderstanding, but, like, they, like, fall apart. No, no, like, okay, okay, okay. they stop seeing each other. Okay, Maybe they move, someone moves, and they come back together. And I think that's so cute. I was like, Abby just tried to reword miscommunication trope No, that's my least least favorite trope, miscommunication. But it's like, obviously miscommunication happens, but it has to be, like, well done. Mm -hmm. And, like, not, like, stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I've read so many webtoons. Like, sometimes it's, like, plot armor. Mm -hmm. Or, like, plot convenience to get the conflict going. I'm like, just say you can't write conflict well. Yeah. Um, I think, listen, this is a classic. Okay. Forced proximity. I love <laughs> forced proximity. Okay. That's definitely my second one. And I love banter. I do too. I love but... a good banter. I, I don't know if that's a trope, but like whenever the like main, if it's like a romance book, whenever the main cu- like couple banters a lot, mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know if that's a trope, but that, I'm going to say that's my number third banter <laughs> i don't know if that's a trip either but I, I do like a good banter too but i think um enemies to lovers forced proximity and then i'm over here the one that came up with these questions and i don't even have answers for them um okay i have a trip that i hate okay so i why are there always like 17 oh like i understand it's a coming of age i understand it's a coming Mm -hmm. of age like trust me i get it Mm -hmm. but um why does the the character to be 17 and then like the male interest is like in his like late 20s yeah no that's i feel like you could still make her like 22 and be all right and she can still be coming of age because let's be real when you graduate college it's like oh shit no in the real world yeah or like our brains aren't fully developed till we're like 25 so like and if you're neurodivergent it takes even longer so i don't know i guess i'll go with banter too for now for lack of a better like i don't know what the trope is called like if i had to get it okay i will say i do like i haven't read a lot of these but a good grumpy sunshine is also really cute i like like it when it's flipped where it's grumpy girls grumpy. grumpy girl sunshine boy i has my heart golden retriever boy yes please but i don't know sometimes i don't like the golden retriever boy because it feels like i don't want to say like weaponizing confidence but like something like it's just not i see what you're saying it has to be like done well Mm -hmm. for me to like a golden retriever boy our next question was least favorite tropes which i can go on a whole list i can like i have like 12 yeah no abby hates love triangles abby hates miscommunication i hate unwanted pregnancy everybody or unplanned or whatever um i hate when they use trauma for plot convenience i don't know how to word it but like where they like make these super traumatic situations and they just like never address it later oh yeah it's like oh she's fine now i'm like is she girl just got sexually assaulted yeah i was gonna (laughs) say i feel like red queen did a really good job with like trauma but Mm -hmm. like she addressed it too like what happened to mare in the third book um with maven or whatever yeah i don't know it's just i hate it i do hate love triangles and i hate brother love triangles you hate love angles yeah i hate arrows yeah there's no true love triangles. triangles um i've been told that if you want a real love triangle iron widow 
Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I plan been. on reading that eventually. You know what? I prefer Reverse Haram to Love Triangles. I actually, I'll say that. <laughs> I, I don't hate those. They're not my first option. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind Love Triangles as long as, like, it resolves fairly quickly. It's um, like, listen, with the Hunger Games, it was like... We all knew Gail wasn't the one. It's never the childhood best friend. That's the thing. I also hate whenever it's like, it's always the same guy chosen. It's so played out. Like, I don't know. Like, it's usually the bad boy. Yeah. For consequence of the childhood friend who's been there for her for, like, her entire life. I'm not saying that she has to have romantic feelings for him, but, like. It's never that. It never ends well. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Just choose. Girl, why are you dragging two people along? Or, like, you don't need to be doing all that. Yeah. But I guess for me, um, miscommunication usually. There are some miscommunication tropes that I, like, or, like, books that have used a miscommunication trope that I didn't think were, like, too bad. Like, it didn't make me angry. Um, uh, I also hate unwanted or surprised pregnancy. Um, because why in my YA book, I don't know if you're familiar with the Undertow trilogy, um, yeah. but Michael Buckley or whatever mm-hmm. his name is, I liked the first book. The second book was okay, but why did this, like, I don't know if she was 17 or 18 or what, but, like, why did you have to make her pregnant in, like, the final book? Like, why was that part of the plot line? Like, it was so Again, with the, un, un, like, I, why do all these characters have to be that age for it to be a book? Yeah. I understand why and YA because it makes more sense because it's like teenagers writing about teenagers. Like, I feel like for adult, I'd rather read about like 20 year olds. I mean, most adult books that I have read, because I don't mm-hmm. read a ton of adult books, um, but like, I guess one of the adult books I read, I think she was like 18 or 19, which like freshly like adult is not exactly but what i have in mind yeah yeah um i'm not but saying like, you can't do it mm-hmm. but um but like um the crescent city series the main character bryce is like 26 in the first one which i think is chill like i like that yeah i like that um and because i'm so sick naivety naivety that's also one of my i don't think i'm saying that right at all i i know what you're saying though. but like that's also least favorite like when the character's dumb like, just dumb-dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, no common sense. And that's why I kind of hate 17-year-olds. I'm sick of it. Give me a 28-year-old that's, like, been divorced or something and, like, yeah, <laughs> is I mean, hardened by I life. I like YA, and I don't mind young. It feels a little weird now. Like, I know I'm, like, I'm not even 20 yet, but, like, it feels weird reading about younger characters already. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know some people don't seem to have an issue with that, but it feels weird that I have now surpassed the age of my, like, like, favorite characters. And you're telling me a 17-year-old's gonna save the world? No, they're not. No, we're not. I'm not even 17. I don't say why. I don't know why I'm saying we, but no, we're not. No. Um, or, like, okay, this is a trope that I hate with a passion. When the main character gives up, okay, this is specifically, like, fantasy or, like, dystopian or whatever, gives up their power to save the world. Like, why? And it's always female characters, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying there's a kind. Of, well, I feel like most books are written from a female perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say there are very few YA books that are from a dude's perspective that I'm familiar with. I can think of like a handful. Probably like, Maze a, Runner. There's oh yeah, the Maze Runner. Uh, there's a trilogy called Half Bad, or like the first book is Half Bad. I only made it the first two. Um, yeah, um, I can. Maybe it's because we're we're females. Yeah, I mean so. that could be, or like the Michael Bay series. Um, I'm only familiar with that because Noah read that, mm-hmm. but. Um, or, like, I mean, Harry Potter's not even YA. That's, like, middle grade. I say, I think Harry Potter changes. I see. Obviously, like... I mean, he grows up, he, but I, I feel like the, the story la- The still... last two books are dark. Yeah. Dark okay. as hell. Low I guess key. I guess the reader's supposed to age with the... I think, yeah, that was the goal. Yeah. But I, I agree. I don't really know what to classify Harry Potter as. <laughs> no, I don't know. But just, I, I feel like most of the books I read are from a female perspective. But that's one of the things that I like about the multiple POVs is that sometimes you, like, get guy perspectives, too. Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, this is not a trope. This is just a thing I hate in books. When male authors... <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, I'll repeat that. When male authors 
write about female experiences when they've clearly I'm like have you ever spoke to a female before have you why are her breasts boobling bouncing boobily or whatever yeah no her breasts bounce boobily as she titted downward. That yeah. was the weirdest line I'd ever read. I don't even know what book it's from, but I was looking at weird qu- quotes about women written by men. Not saying that women don't write about the male experience, and it's also incorrect. But I feel like you should do a little more research. Like, how about you ask people? Yeah, no, I, I read that, and I was like, there's no way somebody actually wrote this. And Her menstrual period lasted one day. No. Okay, that's <laughs> one of my other peeves. Um, I don't think this is actually a trope, but when books ignore the fact that women menstruate, like, I don't understand. Like, they... I get it, like, it's okay if it's mentioned, like, briefly once. I don't need to hear about it all the time, but, like, you can't just pretend like it doesn't happen. And that's, like, one of the things that I like about Throne of Glass and Akatar. They don't just pretend like it doesn't exist, especially in, like, a fantasy world. They still have their periods, and it's, like, realistic. Yeah, and, like, I understand if, obviously, this person's been, like, starved and, like, has mm-hmm. been captured for however many long. Like, that makes sense, because you, you would lose your period. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, also, like, why there's just the lack of showering. Lack of showers. And all of a sudden, they're boning. I'm like, okay, um, I know y'all stink. (laughs) Or, I don't know. I think there was a scene, and this is one of the reasons that I don't like this series a whole lot and why I haven't finished it. Um, The first book was good. Everything after that kind of went downhill, in my opinion. But from Blood and Ash, there was a scene, like... They just, like, were fighting a battle. There's people, I think, still fighting outside, and they're in a carriage, and they're, like, badoinking, and and I'm like, there's people dying outside, and you're just like... Kim, there's people dying. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any more tropes that I just absolutely... Spies. Well, it's because, like, the things, like, I feel like tropes are mainly, like, fantasy romance. Like, I'm not saying there aren't tropes in fiction, but, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I don't only read those yeah genres so i mean like not even necessarily just tropes but like things that like or i mean i guess a trope is something that commonly happens that like people use as a plot point but um i don't know i feel like tropes matter more now than they did well it's because how it's how a lot of people market their books now and i guess this is another preference we can talk about but marketing for books i feel like should not be reduced to oh there's one bed or oh um forced proximity like I like it but I don't need you to tell me like that that's what's in your book to get me to read it your book should be good enough that I read the synopsis Mm -hmm. or like um a chapter of it and be like ah yes I like these characters I I want to keep reading regardless of where the story goes if it's written well and the plot is like can stand on its own it shouldn't matter that there's forced proximity or enemies to lovers or or they show like one quote from the book I'm like okay and the rest of the book isn't that good it's like kind of like whenever people release songs Mm-hmm. snippets of songs on Instagram and the it's, whole song is never as good as yeah, just that one that snippet. one verse or whatever um next question hardcovers or paperbacks we differ on this yes I I break my spines I don't care I'm a paperback I want my books to look like they've been read personally I like old books I have like a book from the 1800s I have cameras from the 1800s I like old things and I think I enjoy the fact that, like, maybe years from now, someone's going to look at this book of mine and be like, wow, she really loved this book. Yeah. Like, she read this so many times, you can tell. I will say, like, I mean, I used to love paperbacks, and I still like to read paperbacks, um, but I do feel like they're more fragile. Mm-hmm. I don't mind somewhere in Tara that looks like it's been used and loved, but it makes me so nervous because I've had, like situations when I was in junior high or high school where the cover would get bent over and it just broke my heart because now there's just a crease in the cover and I was like um but that's one of the reasons that I prefer paperbacks I do like worry about the dust jacket now because I'm like I don't want to mess up the dust jacket Mm -hmm. now um but I like like a pretty shelf and I feel like not necessarily new looks pretty but good condition looks pretty Mm -hmm. so like if it shows somewhere, I'm okay with that because I did read it and you can see that I read it. Um, but I don't just like go over here and like crack the book over and like bend the cover in. Well, and... I don't like yeah, crack it no, like I know, that. But I just like read I know, it like, like normal. I know, like, normal. I know like some people don't care and I've seen videos of people on like Bookstagram going like that and I'm just like, 
it hurts. <laughs> I mean, but I also don't, like, mind it so much. Like, if it's a replaceable item, then, like, go for it. Um, but, like, if you're, like, ripping the cover off of something that's out of print, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the thing of, like, you know, what's the point of collections? I say, okay, I'm gonna talk about Stanley Cups. Why do you need 12 Stanley Cups if you're not going to use them? They just look pretty on a shelf that, like, defeats the entire purpose of mm-hmm. having it, in my opinion. of like, But that's, like, very specific to Stanley Cups. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things like that, though, but Stanley Cups is kind of one of those. Or, like, they, they're supposed to serve a purpose. Or sneakers. Like, sneakers will fall apart if you don't wear them. Like, like the, sole, the sole will, like, disintegrate. They're supposed to, like, have a purpose. And, like, don't get me wrong, books have a purpose. You read them. But, um... Like, for me, I try not mm-hmm. to buy multiple editions of the same book. It's one thing if they're, like, really pretty, mm-hmm. like, special editions. Um, so, like, um, Fairy Loot does, like, editions of, like, they did the Vampire Academy series, and I bought the first three of those. Or, like, the Crescent City books, the first two, I have those. But most of the time, if I buy, like a book I'm only buying it for that one copy of it not like I'm not just gonna go out and buy like six different versions of it I don't really understand people that do that like I'll see a person they have like 12 different copies of like one book and like like I understand that they're collectibles almost like Mm -hmm. but it also gives the same vibe I'm a person that takes my Funko Pops out of the Funko Box I'm not trying to resell my stuff is the thing yeah no that's kind of like where I'm at um because I, like, I take my Funko Pops out of the box, too, except for one. I didn't take a Chase out of a box because, like, that's a little different. But, um, the, like, my exclusive editions, my special editions from Fairy Loot, I was initially embossing them with, like, from the library of Sarah Emmons, and then I lost my embosser. Um, yeah, no, I will buy another one eventually, but I don't have one right now. So most of my books that I've read in the past year have not been embossed. Um, but, like, I was embossing special editions, and, like, I know some people would be like, that destroys the resale value. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna resell them. I just like the idea that I have something that's worth money. Honestly, like, I hope someday that my stuff's sold out in a state sale, and somebody can get this stuff for, that actually appreciates it for, mm-hmm. like, what it is, rather than, like, because I'm sorry, I feel like reselling's ruining a lot of things. Oh, it absolutely is because it is because people that actually want it can't get it. And then, like, these people are reselling it for, like, two, three, four, or five times the price. And they're just trying to make, like, a quick buck. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to, like, you're contributing nothing to society if you resell. I get it if you, like, have something and you don't want it anymore mm-hmm. and you resell it for, like, okay maybe, like, twice the price if it's aged and people can't get it anymore. That's one thing. But, like, three or four times the price is insane. I, like, I don't know. Or, like, if your entire goal with something is to resell, then... Because, like, I'd rather have someone buy my stuff that is actually going to enjoy it than someone that's just going to stick it on the shelf and never use it. I saw this thing on... I don't know if it was Reddit. I was specifically looking for something ACOTAR-related, um, and this girl posted a picture of this Akatar cover, and it was like an OG cover, and she was like, I found this, I was wondering if this was worth anything, and I click on the picture, and it had advanced reader copy in the corner. Yeah, and that's worth something. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Keep like, it. Lucky, no, yeah, and people <laughs> were like making offers, and she said, no, I'm keeping it. Um, like, she wanted to keep it, and I was like, good on you for not trying to resell just because you have something worth money. Um, We're creating scarcity that doesn't exist. Yeah. But, no, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, and, like, I I don't... At the same time, I do and don't like that Fairy Loot reprinted a set. They reprinted um, the Once Upon a Broken Heart trilogy. And that first book in that trilogy was in one of their monthly boxes. And they, like, said that they would never reprint a monthly box book. And then they did. And it made a lot of people mad. And um, Owl Crate is very firm on that. They will not ever reprint something that was in a box. If you didn't get it, too bad, so sad. Um, which I get and I don't get. Because so many people don't have access to it because mm-hmm. they're, like, I feel like they need to expand. Because I feel like there is an interest in it. It's just they don't have the ability to scale up. Well, how long were you on the wait list? I wasn't, okay, on my Fairy Loot wait list, I was on the YA wait list for, I think, three months. 
which is not nearly as bad as some people like some people have been on the wait list for like eight months to a year and are still waiting but to be fair i've had my subscription for over over a year now um the ya one um and then my i guess it's almost been a year and a half um but my adult one i was on the wait list for oh maybe two or three months it Mm -hmm. wasn't that long and I think that it's worse for, like, because you have to, like, be on the wait list for, like, each individual subscription. So, like, I was on the YA, like, full box list. Um, Some people, I think a lot of people are on the book only one because they don't want all the extra stuff, which I'm also, like, kind of, like, debating on going down to the just the book only, like, getting on that wait list because I'm starting to, like, be, like, I have all this stuff and half of it I don't use. Like, a lot of it I do use and I really like, but, like, some of it, it just sits there. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, or like, listen, I was pissed that I couldn't get those Hunger Games books, because they I, only, so, why are the UK books so much nicer than the US books? I was salty about that, too, because I was looking, and then I was digging into it, because you were asking me about it, and... It's because it's scholastic through the UK, like, you couldn't get it, and they were not shipping it to the US. Yeah, they weren't shipping, well, I, I don't know about that 100%, but I do know that they, it was a limited run. And so they will not be reprinting them. As far as I know, they won't be reprinting them. So the only way you can get one is, like, a resale um, Which set. I hate that they do that. Why can't they just print more? I don't understand. Like, just print more. Yeah. Please. It's not... I, I mean, like, if I could have had that set, that would have probably been the only Hunger Games set that I Because I don't have the Hunger Games books. I, I read those borrowed. I bought them... I got them for Christmas one year because they were on sale. I got, like, a cheap box set at Sam's Club or something, and I asked my grandma for it for Christmas, and she got it for me. Um, but, no, yeah, it made me so sad because they're so pretty. Um, and next question. Mm-hmm. Preferred page length of books? 400. That's I feel like 400, you get, it's like a, you get a good chunk, world-building, you get to actually, like, develop a connection with the characters, but it doesn't drag on for so long that you're, reading it starts feeling like a chore. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you are writing an 800-page book, there are going to be parts in there that are boring. Probably. If, especially yeah. if it's one point of view, yeah. It's going to be boring. I couldn't imagine an 800-page book from one person's POV. Um, but I... So it depends, like you said, on like what the content of the book is. Um, I prefer like 350 to 400 pages for a book. Um, I was honestly a little intimidated when like the last book of the Throne of Glass series, Kingdom of Ash, is like almost a thousand pages. I think it depends on the copy that you're reading, like page like count varies, but um, I was intimidated. But it had so many POVs and it kept me entertained throughout the whole book and I was like emotionally involved. So it worked, mm-hmm. but like the first Crescent City book was like 800 pages. The first 200 pages was world building, and I felt like the rest of it could have been half as long as it actually was. And like, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm sure some people could justify why it was as long as it was, but I don't remember half of what happened in that book because it's just like. Mm-hmm. I think like for standalones, 200 to th- to to 300. Yeah, I I think 300 is solid for standalones. Yeah. Because um, uh, well, for like fiction and romance, since you're not world building, I feel like you're fine with two hundred most that's of the fair. time. Um, yeah, I, I feel like sometimes authors get overly descriptive. I'm like, I don't need to know the exact color of every single thing in this scene. Chartreuse. Not the chartreuse tie. That's <laughs> the, uh, why would you choose that color? Anyway, um, yeah, I just feel like sometimes it like when you have so many pages you lose sight of like what's actually important in the book for being overly descriptive Mm -hmm. i'm not saying all authors do this but like i feel like maybe if you haven't written that many books that might be a problem yeah i i feel like most authors like tend to have an issue meeting a page count um but then I know, like, some authors are, like, I've had people, like, write essays in classes that they're, like, I went way over and I had to cut back, like, 400 words. And I'm sitting here, like, I had trouble meeting my word count. That was for me for my college essay. I was about 500 words over because I didn't know what the word count was when I wrote it. 
I, I will say I did have one issue. I've had one issue where I went way over a word count and I had to cut stuff down, but it was because I was really interested in the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not as interested, it's harder. Um, but no, yeah, I, I do. I do like longer books if they're done well and typically generally like they'll have to have multiple POVs. Um, but I do think that like 300 to 400 pages is a good count, like page mm-hmm. count for most books. And, like, y'all, I feel like authors also have to keep in mind their um, audience, because if your audience is in their 20s, I don't have time to sit down and read 800 pages in a fast enough thing where I can remember the beginning of the book. Like, if it's 800 pages, I might finish that in, like, four months because of Mm -hmm. how busy I am now. And then I might forget, like, half of it, and I'll have to go back and be, like, refresh myself on Mm -hmm. what I was reading. Well, that's, like, with... um the Crescent City series, a lot of people before release day were posting like, so you don't have to go back and reread. Here's all of the really important stuff that you need to know before you start reading this. Cause like, mm-hmm. I didn't remember everything that happened in those books and I wasn't about to go and reread 1600 pages yeah. to prep for this new book. So here we are, I'm doing fine. Cause if your audience is like high school, they have usually, not everyone, obviously people have different extracurriculars, but I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people have more time yeah, I definitely had more time in high school to read. Um, and, like, I mean, it still depends on, like, what you do and what your lifestyle is. Because, like, I mean, my boyfriend's sister for a while was, like, just staying at home. She's, like, doing stuff now. But, I mean, when she was staying at home, she was reading. Like, she read, like, 120 books in a year. And she said that was the most she'd ever read in a year. That's um, probably the most I'll ever read in my lifetime. <laughs> I don't believe that. I read 120? Yeah. Think about it. I've read five books this, like, last year. I read probably, like, five or seven books. I've read, like, I've read over 120 in my 18 years so far. Okay, let me rephrase. I did not start reading until I was older. Okay. And I also was not, I did not buy a lot of books. So I didn't really have a choice on the amount I could read. I had to find somebody that had the book. Mm-hmm. Or I had to go to the library. And it's not like I could drive. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I started reading, like, extensively in, like, fifth grade with the Warriors series. And then it just went from there. Um, but So that I guess that helps with my, like, book count so far. And I was also in competitive sports all the way till I was, like, 16. Yeah, I stopped being in competitive sports when I was 12. So, um, anyway... I can't read in cars. I struggle. I used to. All throughout, like, middle school, high school, I had no issue. All of a sudden, like, within the past three years, yeah, I get car sick now. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem reading in cars. Um, I don't have a problem walking on the treadmill and reading at the same time. I don't think I'd have a problem with that. I just get really sweaty because I'm, like, Yeah, no, my I'm hands strutting. are sweating. I'm, I'm strutting. I'm, like, making a little yeah. dance video well, you're, in my you're, head. You're, like, actually, like, <laughs> like, fast walking and, like, I'm over here, like, at my 2.2 miles per hour with my book in both hands looking at this. And, like, I, I'm i walking faster than the treadmill is. Um, oh, the light just turned on. Oh. I'm walking faster than the treadmill is sometimes, and I have to slow down and, like, because I'm not paying attention. Let's see what our final question is. I think there's one more. Ah, short chapters or long chapters? If it's multiple point of views, I do not want short chapters. Mm-hmm. No, I, agree I can't with that. get into it then because I can't get into that character's headspace. Um, I think for multiple point of views, like you have to have like slightly. I'm not saying like thirty page chapters, but you have to have like slightly longer chapters because how am I supposed to like switch my mental process? Like this is a different person now in two pages. I feel like I need at least 8 to 10 pages. If you have multiple POVs, I need at least 8 to 10 pages of one POV Mm -hmm. continuously. Um, But I do prefer shorter chapters, especially when there's only one person's POV throughout the whole book. Because I like, I feel like, I don't like stopping in the middle of chapters. And sometimes I just don't have the time to, like, read 30 or 40 pages in a chapter um, before I have to put the book down. So it just depends on what the storyline is and a lot of other factors but i like longer chapters because i'm a very fast reader mm. so i like some of those 400 books i read that one day and uh, yeah i don't know 
So I don't really mind stopping in the middle of chapters. So that's just like a personal thing. I mean, like I can. It's just I prefer not to because <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm in an unfinished spot. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like short chapters make me feel like the book's going by faster, sort mm-hmm. of. Um, it's like when I break my physics videos down into like, <laughs> ah, t- yes, if there's three videos that are like all 15 minutes that's less than watching three t- or three 20 minute videos or whatever or two 20 minute I put videos it at two times speed that's my hack oh i put it on 1.5 speed because i just can't like his voice it high like faster than that kind of bothers me mm. um but no uh i just okay whenever a chapter's really short i feel like it's just not building enough I under, obviously, like, I'm not saying every single chapter has to be long, but I feel like if you're in an important part of the book, I don't want to be constantly taken out by chapters, ending and going. Like, I'm like, okay, this is a climax. Like, I need, like, a 30-page chapter because I need to get into it. I will say, like, if I'm reading a fantasy and there's, like, a battle scene, take all the time and as many pages as you need because I will be into that, and I can sit there and I will make time for it. Um, But, like, if it's just, like, a, like... yeah a basic section of the book you can break it down um especially if it's just like they're on a like they're traveling to their location like i don't need 30 pages about each place they stop yeah i was gonna say for me like short chapters are like 10 to 20 pages Mm -hmm. i feel like less than 10 is a little too little i get it sometimes it makes sense Sometimes um, it's, like, those one-page chapters. Like, those make sense because it's usually, like, an inner monologue or something. Say, or, like, usually, like, a consciousness-type thing, um, which those make sense. Um, but, like, I don't know. Anything more than 30 pages sometimes is a lot to me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, those were all the questions I had. If you have any thoughts or... Yeah, I mean, we've already gone going for over an hour now, so I feel like yeah. this is a good place to stop. Okay, we're going to put a bookmark in it now. Mm-hmm. So have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your week, and a good rest of your month. And happy reading. Abby and Sarah, signing out.